Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Modder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest. And we have a fabulous guest today. Her name is Samantha Keith, and she's a weight loss coach. Let me tell you a little bit about her. This young woman went from couch potato to marathon runner in her 40s. She now has numerous marathons under her belt and looking for more to compete in. Never in her wildest dreams did she ever think she would be do a marathon. She now helps frustrated, overweight women who are sick and tired of feeling fat and miserable finally lose the weight and feel better so that they can get back in the family photos and enjoy shopping again. Samantha has been there so she knows what it feels like. Her blogs have been featured in the Goodman Project, Medium, Trice, Global, and Mind Body Green. What motivated her, she said, was fear. However, it's probably not the type of fear that might come to mind. It wasn't fear of taking medication for the rest of her life or high blood pressure. It wasn't fear of having a stroke or a heart attack or becoming diabetic for her. It was the fear of seeing 200 on the scale. Samantha was 43 when she decided to lose the baby fat, and her, body, and her baby was then 10 years old. She is soon to be 50, and she has kept it off, and because it was so hard to do, she is very proud of herself for doing it. People started asking her for help, and that's when she decided to share what she learned on her journey with others. Losing weight for all of us is a good thing, not only to make us look good, but for our health as well. You can go to her website, www.samanthakeith.com, to learn more about her, and you can also reach her at 951-285-2940, and her email is samantha at samanthakeith, and that's K-E-I-T-H.com. Welcome, Samantha, to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you? Hello? Samantha? Oh, somehow we lost her. Samantha, are you there? Are you there? Hmm. Sometimes, you know, you just have these issues where you don't get people. Let me see what's going on. Samantha? Let's see if we give her the mic. Hold on. Let me see what's going on. Samantha, are you there? Oh, hi, Robbie. I can hear you now. Hello? Oh, we lost you. Okay. Um, Welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Monday, Robbie. Happy Monday to you. 
I want to ask you, why do you think so many people start a New Year's resolution to lose weight in January and then quit before the 1st of February? And now it's March, so I'm, there's one month already gone. <laughs> I know. That's like the world-famous question, huh? Why people quit after such a short amount of time? But that's, um, you know, for me, I think uh, – it was lack of motivation. And I think so many people start off new year, like whether it's the first day or the first week, they have a lot of motivation and they have a ton of inspiration and they just, after about a month or two, it seems like it just fizzles out. And that's when a lot of people fall off the wagon, I think. Oh, so what, what motivated you? I know you didn't want to hit uh, 200 on the scale, but there must've been other motivations to help you lose over 60 pounds in your 40s so how did you what made you get started and um you know and you kept it off yeah yeah it's um when i look back on that day which was january 1st 2013 it definitely was the fear of seeing the number 200 because when you look down after not stepping on the scale for months and you see 198 you sort of go into a bit of shock. Um, but really looking back on it, I think it was the culmination of a few things for me personally. One was my health. I was already on blood pressure medication for stage one and then ultimately stage two hypertension. And I had just gone in the October of 2012 timeframe and my doctor wanted to put me on cholesterol medication. And I told her, you know, let's hold off because I just started a new job. I'm sort of getting my life back into balance and having the motivation of a new year's resolution coupled with more time to put myself back at the top of the priority list that really was sort of the perfect storm, if you will, for me personally, to just really go at it. Plus, you know, when you're staring down 43, you realize you want to be around when your kids are, you know, graduating from high school and then getting married and starting their own family. So for me, it was a culmination of a lot of things. Why, why do you think people um, don't really take time for themselves in something like this? You know, they're always helping others, but why don't they feel that that's something that they need to do and that it's important for them? Oh, I'm, you know, that's such a good question, Robbie, because the more women that I work with over the past few years, the more I see that so many of us women are socialized to put others first. And I believe there's a deep-seated belief that, if I put myself first, that makes me a selfish person. And so many people, myself included, feel guilty for actually setting boundaries and, and taking care of ourselves. And, you know, I used to be that person that wouldn't say no until I was sick, <laughs> until I was, you know, having a nervous breakdown, um, until I was having health issues. So, once you learn to sort of listen to your body and the cues and the messages that you're getting, not just about what you're eating and how you're exercising, but also about the boundaries you're setting. And a lot of times it's about learning to say no. Yeah, that's a hard thing. It took me a long time to learn to say no. So I can understand that. You, you put a blog saying that you believe it's easier to keep the weight off than to lose it. Why do you think that? 
Yeah, you know, I actually, I, I, I wrote a blog about this and I've written, I don't know, dozens of blogs on Mind Body Green and Thrive Global, but that particular blog got a lot of pushback and I think uh, sort of started a little debate online. And of course, everybody has a different experience and I get, you know, here I am six years now, starting my sixth year um, after my weight loss. So sure, Samantha, it's easy for you to say it's easier to lose weight, but I also say this from experience having now coached dozens of women in that so many women get on this treadmill or a hamster wheel almost so like especially some of the ceos and lawyers accountants it's like monday through friday they're really good like they get their exercise in they're eating right they've lost maybe two pounds in five days but then on the weekend there's a barbecue there's you know a networking event there's a birthday party and so they undo all the good they did during the week on that one weekend and so the reason I say it's easier to keep off the weight than to lose it is because I personally feel like I can indulge a little bit more, like I give myself more freedom on the weekend. So I gave up a lot of things for that year that it took me to lose the weight, but now I'm enjoying all the foods I like and just in smaller portions and less frequently. Mm, that sounds good. Uh, what's more important in way, exercise or nutrition and why? Mm. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I actually, honestly, neither of those. I think the most important thing in losing weight is your mindset. And this goes back to the first question you asked me, Robbie, about why I think people fall off the wagon so quick into the new year, because you really have to have the right mindset and thinking long term. You're thinking lifestyle change. You're thinking, change my identity. You know, maybe you're the type of person that like thinks, I'm not a morning person. I can't get up a half an hour early and exercise. Well, if we can work on the mindset and the belief that you have about yourself, whether it's with exercise or nutrition, then really the world is your oyster. I think mindset is number one, but then number two, in my opinion, in my experience, is nutrition. So when you, because uh, I know you also coach people, when you're coaching with people, do you help them get that mindset or help them find, you know, themselves so that they find their own mindset? Exactly. That's exactly what I do. We work a lot on mindset. And I mean, I've been, I always called myself a self-help junkie since my early 20s. I'm, I've been a longtime Louise Hay fan and the world of affirmations. And um, I've since read a lot of books. I love Carol Dweck and her book on mindset. Um, but there's so many things that each person it's almost like a customized um, mindset training that we do. And basically what I'm able to do with my clients one-on-one -on -one is I hear a story or a belief that comes up and usually it comes up in the first two weeks. And what we do is we identify that belief and we try and uproot it, just pull it out by the root. And a lot of it is over time changing that belief to something a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So maybe in the first month you're not like, 
oh my gosh, I'm a morning person. But in the beginning, we talk about, well, are you willing to consider being a morning person? And so it's about learning to shift that story and that identity that we see ourselves. Wow, that's interesting. Um, why do you think you stuck with your weight loss goal this time after trying so many times in the past? Did you have somebody working with you, or what? how did you just do it on your own? Yeah, you know, I I did not do it on my own, first of all. Um, I've had a lot of help along the way. <laughs> I uh, I started with a book on January 1st and a DVD, and I tried the Facebook post accountability method, and that worked really well for me for the first few months. I lost like 20 pounds, um, but I ended up hitting a plateau, and I knew that Weight Watchers hadn't worked for me in the past, and, you know, I was doing what I thought were all the right things. So I actually went out and researched and hired my own coach to help me uncover what was holding me back, both physically, mentally, and also, uh, for me, it turned out to be some slight nutrition changes that I needed to make, Um, and ultimately... I think the reason that I stuck with my weight loss this time is because I had somebody to hold me accountable, somebody who would question me when I thought about giving up. And the support of my husband, honestly, I don't think I would be where I am today if it wasn't for him because he was my biggest cheerleader. And whenever my kids started noticing that, wow, you know, I'm so proud of you, mom, look at look at what you're doing and, and you're losing all this weight. And, and then I started running and first it was a 5k and then a 10k and then a half marathon and then a marathon. And, and then I hired a running coach and, and she helped me bust through the next plateau. Um, So for me, I think the reason I've stuck with my weight loss goal this time is I've surrounded myself with a team of coaches that help propel me to that next level. That's great. Well, how, what would you say was your biggest obstacle in reaching your goal, and how did you overcome it? You know, personally, I think my biggest obstacle, I've always been a workaholic. <laughs> and um, I think when I look back, yes, I was dealing with hypertension, and yes, I was dealing with a big number on the scale, and it definitely impacted my self-confidence. It impacted my quality of life. Um, but when I look back, I was able to really overcome all of the um, obstacles to my weight loss in terms of consistency when I found work-life balance. And that's really what changed everything for me because once I realized that, you know, you don't have to work 70 hours a week you can take time to plan your meals, you know, have weekends off to do your food shopping and, you know, have 30 minutes a day that you could exercise. Um, For me, it was about um, finding a job that fit with my lifestyle, my values, and that allowed me that work-life balance. And it gave me perspective because when you're working all those hours all the time, a lot of times you're not even aware, oh my gosh, I didn't eat lunch today or, Yeah, I've been paying for this gym membership for five years, and I haven't stepped foot inside it once. So for me, um, I had to really get honest about um, my work-life balance. 
So what would be your best advice, someone on a weight loss journey who is feeling let down on a bad day or, you know, things that, you know, one of the things I always heard, you don't weigh yourself every day because sometimes it fluctuates and then you, you get um, discouraged. Or do you believe that? Yeah. You know, I actually wrote another blog on that because, um, so let me start with what I do and then I'll share with you um, some do's and don'ts um, that I've experienced working with women over the years. So for me, I do step on the scale every day. It's actually a habit now for me when I say to myself, I'm not going to step on the scale today because last night I went wine tasting with my husband and I know it's going to be up a couple pounds and I don't really need to see that number and then I'll give myself a day to <laughs> have it come down and then get back on but the reason that I turned stepping on the scale daily for me into a habit was because I had so not been conscious of what the number was I was literally avoiding the scale for years because I knew it was going up and up I mean I was going from a size 10 to a 12 to a 14 I went to a 16 and then I literally would not buy myself size 18. My husband actually went in, I think it was Mother's Day 2012. He bought me this really cute um, outfit and I loved it. And But I was embarrassed because it was a size 18 and I thought, oh my gosh, it fits. You know, I wonder what the number is on the scale. So for me personally, it helps hold me accountable to not gaining all that weight back. And that's why I personally do step on the scale every day. However, I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody, especially if you're just starting off and you're trying to start small. And that's back to your question of what would I, what's the best advice I would give somebody who's, you know, feeling down on a bad day is just start small to do something to take care of yourself and to make yourself feel better, whether it's treating yourself to a new book or whether you're going to maybe phone a friend asking for support. Maybe you get a uh, gratitude journal um, because it's all about turning that around and giving yourself the feeling of wanting to do something about it, uh, whatever that number is on the scale. Um, and a lot of times what I say to, usually I can tell within the first week whether a client should be stepping on the scale once a week, once a day, or once a month. And um, it really just depends on the person, their personality, and, and what their relationship is to the scale at that point in time. How do you help your clients heal their emotional eating habits? Mm, gosh, I know. Emotional eating, I would say, is one of the biggest um, topics that we talk about. Emotional eating, eating out of boredom, eating for pleasure. Um, and that, you know, honestly, Robbie, that's such a personal issue. Um, but as a coach, it's basically a lot of deep diving where I ask a lot of very personal questions and the client gets really vulnerable and it's about uncovering, you know, the root cause of that and then strategizing a way to deal with that issue. And a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, what you're eating or 
whether you're exercising or not, it might fall into what I call another spoke of the life wheel. So maybe it's, you know, something going on with their career, or maybe it's a challenge they're having with their kids or their marriage, you know, whatever it is. And so, because I'm, I like to say I'm more than a weight loss coach, I'm a life coach. Um, but basically, the emotional eating usually comes down to um, either an issue with their marriage, their kids, their career, one of those other life areas. And then we work together to improve that and find some better coping mechanisms. So why are you so passionate about helping other women lose weight now? Do you work with men as well or just women? You know, I actually, I have had a couple of men clients, and I love working with men. I think probably the reason that I've attracted women primarily is because I'm a woman, and I always used to say uh, men are often more comfortable with men, and women are often more comfortable with women. Um, But I do have, um, uh, I I know I have one testimonial from uh, one of my male clients um, who happened to be a minister, and um, I love working with uh, people, anybody that wants to lose weight, obviously, but my passion, I think, especially in this this day and age, Robbie, with so many women, I feel like we're getting ready to really shatter that glass ceiling. And whether it's in the business world, whether it's in the political arena, um, and one of the things that I really got in touch with after I lost the weight was how much I was playing small when I was overweight. I, I wasn't even aware of how it was my weight was affecting my self-confidence, my willingness to take risks. Um, It was affecting me in more ways than I had even imagined. And so one of the things, and, you know, do something that feels impossible. It just, it skyrockets your self-esteem. And I just keep visioning and seeing more and more women taking on greater leadership positions. Um, You know, I work with CEOs, I work with lawyers, I work with accountants, and I just love seeing women own their power. And and honestly, it inspires me. My clients inspire me every day. And so I love to help other people. And I can't not do it now because I find it so fulfilling. And I just love the idea of impacting people so that they can live their healthiest version of themselves, whatever that looks like for them. You know, everybody has a different number, a different size, whatever. You know, beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, I say. And I love being a part of the journey to help them reach their goals. So what would be your top tip to someone who wants to begin their weight loss journey today with you? Well, gee, I actually... I have this Saturday, uh, for any of your listeners, Robbie, who might have started a New Year's resolution this year and maybe they're feeling a little demotivated or a little defeated or not sure what to do next, I have a free coffee chat. It's a virtual coffee chat, and they can join me this Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific. All they have to do is log on to my website at samanthakeith.com and go on to the coffee chat, and if you scroll down, there's a little button there and you can sign up Um, and I love to chat with people it's on zoom 
and whether they want to be on camera or not, they'll be able to see me. I work with people all over the nation. A lot of my clients are either on the East Coast or the West Coast, um, but I work with, I'm, I'm happy to work with anybody in any state. Um, so if anybody is feeling a little bit um, like they need a little bit of a sort of a shot in the arm to reignite that that New Year's resolution, uh, that would be a great way to connect with me this Saturday at 8 a.m. Um, the other thing is, actually, this journey that you took helped you on a new career because this isn't what you were doing all of your life, right? That is absolutely correct. And when you asked me why I thought I was so successful this time and supporting myself with a team of people, coaches that pulled me up. And one of the things I did after I lost all the weight and I ran my first marathon, that's exactly what happened is I thought, you know, I really want to help other women do this. And I hired a life coach and I worked with her for a year. And when I was working with her, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I want to help other people. I want to become a life coach. Um, and she inspired me to go back to school and start my training for life coaching. And I have never looked back. That's great. What are some of your future goals? You know, it's funny. Speaking of marathons, I was uh, looking at what what will be my fourth marathon, <laughs> and I took the last year off. I've been uh, staying inside the gym, and uh, my ultimate goal is to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which is a huge goal because I am not what you would call a fast runner, and so I'd have to shave off like about an hour from my last marathon time, um, but that is one of the things that is on my goal list, and uh, I keep saying that once my sophomore in high school has flown the coop, I will be uh, training full-time for something, whether it's, you know, the Boston Marathon or some other marathon. Um, but I've been missing the discipline of training for a marathon, which really blows my mind because I used to hate to run, and I, I just sometimes hearing myself speak, I'm like, is this me? Yes, I am thinking about training for my fourth marathon. That's great. Well, let's tell people we're down to a little over three minutes left. So tell them how they can reach you. And the, the best way to reach me, yes, yes, my website, you can log on to www.samanthakeith.com. That's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-K-E-I-T-H.com. And the link is in your show notes, I noticed, Robbie. Thank you. And uh, you can sign up. Like I said, you can sign up for my free coffee chats. I do them usually Saturday mornings. And then you can also get a link to some of my favorite free workouts. You can get a free trial to some, uh, I call it the Netflix for working out. Um, you can read some of my most popular blogs there as well and, and see some testimonials about some of basically what some of my clients have said about working with me. That's great. Well, I agree with you that people who start make all these uh, things in January need to work with an accountability partner. And uh, I know that you work really well with all your clients and you, you get great results. So 
I, I'm happy that you were on the show today, that we can share what you're doing and how you're touching lives and making a difference. So thank you so much for being my guest today. And, oh, um, thank is there you. One last uh, message you would like to leave with people, you know, to help them think about getting started. Yeah, I think my best tip is to start small and build momentum. And over time, you'll get where you want to go. And don't be afraid to start small and ask for help if you need it. Yeah, I know sometimes people go on where they get the food in, but then they get tired of eating the food all the time. So I I personally think it's better to work with someone like you and learn about nutrition and then they can have whatever they want within reason. Yes, yes, because it's about learning about how to make this your lifestyle. You can't be, you know, eating cabbage soup every day for the rest of your life or whatever that fad diet might might be. Um, so I absolutely agree with you. And I'm always reading and researching and definitely one of those people that's looking for the, the healthiest version of the recipe that I like. For example, say you love chicken marsala. Well, how can we lighten that up so you can still have it and enjoy it but it doesn't sabotage your weight loss effort. That sounds good. Well, thank you, Samantha. We're almost out of, it's amazing how fast uh, half an hour goes, but I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot today myself on the show. Well, thank you so much, uh, Robbie, and thank you for everything you do for us women entrepreneurs here in the Inland Valley and beyond. Your, Your energy and your inspiration continue to motivate and inspire me, and I'm so grateful for you and all the the great women that I've been meeting, getting out to the, the NAFI meetings. It's just been wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. And stay, keep, get ready for that marathon. We'll, we'll cheer you on. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. This is Robbie Motter from Diva Strategies for Success. Um, remember, once the show is, if you, can, if you didn't listen to it live, it's archived and you can tune in anytime and it's really worth listening to because it's got a lot of great wisdom in it and let's Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.